0: Hey guys, it's your host Konstantin Podikov for yet another episode of PR Personalities. Guys, and today we have a very special guest. We have yet another past guest of PR Personalities, somebody we had in the last season, who we talked about investments and wealth management with. And we have one and only Ben thefferman
1: Yes, thanks so much for having me back, Ben. Thank yeah, you so much pleasure. for coming out. Yeah,
0: thank you. Always great to have you in the seat next to me. Um, and I think there's quite a few changes that have happened to your business model in the last couple of years um, since last time that we sat down and talked. And I, without even getting too much in detail on it, I'm going to let you tell us a little bit more about these changes. If you guys have seen the previous episode, uh, we were talking about Amuka Capital last time, yeah. which is the company that, we work, uh, that does a lot of the real estate uh, investments, a lot of the ecotech, fintech projects. But there is a new, there is a new uh, sheriff in town.
1: Yes. Okay. It's a good way to put it. Um, yeah. So last time we talked about Umuka Capital, uh, that was an investment bank uh, mm-hmm. that myself and Aaron Meckler opened up a couple of years ago, and um, you know over that time we did a lot of deals in real estate, and then started getting into technology and and small caps, micro caps. Uh, we did a couple of esports deals, like mm-hmm. raised capital for them, and then thought, you know what, we really have a good a good understanding of the, of the industry. Um, And we really should go all in and create our own organization. So, uh, probably around June of last year, we decided to create Amuka Esports and build uh, what is now our model of creating local esports uh, ecosystems in different markets.
0: Incredible. And Amuka Esports, guys, if you're not noticing it, but the hat that Ben is wearing is displaying the logo of the brand.
1: Yes, I'm always wanting to shamelessly promote the brand and (laughs) I kind of like the hipster beanie, <laughs> like, kind of homeless look, so.
0: It looks great. <laughs> Amuka eSports. So, let's talk about this. So, Amuka eSports uh, was, I guess, founded in the month of June uh, last year. We are about, what, nine months or so, but there's a lot of activity. You guys have done a lot of great things, and I've been paying attention. I've been watching, and uh, let's just talk a little bit about, about, about the ecosystem. So, what does Amuka eSports
1: really entail today? Yeah. So the way we looked at it is that, you know, any individual vertical in the esports industry was a really tough industry to be in. You know, if you're just a tournament organizer or if you're just a venue or just a team, I'm not saying you can't make it, just it's tough to focus on one. So we said, how do we really create a diversified play? Um, we got to build the whole thing. Uh, So we spent that time um, acquiring a tournament team, uh, a content and media team, and a venue, which is Waves Gaming, which is, right now, it's a a strategic partnership that we will hope to make into something more permanent very soon. um, And create like a whole ecosystem. So we really have all the verticals, we can do events, we can do everything start to finish. We want to add a few more pieces to that community that we're building. uh, And then we want to open up more, you know, we call them hubs. Mm -hmm. You can call them uh, communities. Different universities and also different cities in North America.
0: That's right, because I think that that's kind of really, you know, this whole industry is so global, right? There is just so much activity happening, especially, I'd say, probably more so in Asia than North America, because that's kind of like, if you look at Korea in the last five, ten years, and Japan and China, like, those are really the market that have, where where esports have really emerged, right? And then now we have North America kind of following up and starting to build these hubs like I said these little ecosystems. So yeah. something you mentioned about the arena. So let's just po- talk about the esports arena. I actually have come and visited it not, not yeah. so long ago and I was quite incredibly amazed at how huge it is and how well
1: uh, put together the arena is. So the arena we're talking about is yeah it's called Waves Gaming uh, it's located at Keelan Steels uh, right next to university right next to York University. And the concept behind it is it's not just a place where you can you know, log in and play. So it's beyond the sort of internet cafe model. But uh, it's a place where you can compete. So mm-hmm. five or six nights a week, we have tournaments. Uh, it's a place where you can create if you want to be a streamer. Streamer means uh, someone who is uh, playing video games online and people are watching. and uh, Or you want to create your own content. We have a production studio. So we wanted to make it... Oh, and a co-working space as well. So it's really an all-encompassing place where where, whatever your passion is in the esports or gaming industry, you're going to find something there.
0: Is that what they call an incubator?
1: Yeah, I even (laughs) forgot the incubator. We also are starting in March an incubator. Uh, Five or six lucky companies uh, are going to join uh, level six and uh, be part of Canada's first esports incubator.
0: That's pretty awesome that is pretty awesome that's some groundbreaking moves you guys are making yeah thank so you that is really nice to see and it's uh, and, and again like i said if you guys would like to check it out if you do live in toronto and you have any passion for gaming whatsoever whether it be uh you know latest and hottest call of duty game or whether it be um like an old nhl 94 game that you guys are so super passionate about right check him out, uh, come out to Waves Gaming, which is again at Kiel and uh, Steals, Steals yeah. uh, in Tron, North York, kind of on the, on the border of the two. But the facility is just like phenomenal, right? It's, it's just when you walk in, you really, I don't think, and I've been to other places in the world. Like I've been to Cali a couple of years back. You know, I've been to Russian facilities, which is also pretty big. Like it's not a gaming mecca, but it's a very developing market. Yep, and sure. I don't think I have seen many places that compare to... The level of quality you see at the Waves Gaming with the stage in the arena and the like high-end computers and all these additional little avenues and, and facets of the business. So that's kudos to you guys for covering so much of, of, the, of this industry. Yeah, um, thank you. And the content creation, right? Like we talked a little bit about that already, but let's kind of delve into that a little bit more. I think, as we we always like to quote Gary Vaynerchuk, but Companies in 2019, 2020, to be successful, you really truly really have to become some sort of a media company of your own. Right? So becoming content creator in your, in your scenario just makes complete sense. You, know, you are working with gamers. You're working with a very visual um, uh, sport, a very visual uh, business. So having a streaming uh, channel for Twitch, which is I know what you guys are doing right now, yeah. having all these additional little mini-series about the gamers in the space that you guys are working with, with different organizers, different uh, podcasts, because I know you guys also had a couple of podcasts you also we onboarded. Do, yes. All that creates the, the, the media ecosystem that can feed the very physical location and the very business and the very ecosystem itself.
1: Yeah, no, for sure. Um, You know, even if you look at a lot of the professional teams out there, um, they're in many ways content creators first. Uh, Teams are very much secondary. Uh, It's kind of like that joke with Harvard. Harvard's a pension fund with a university attached to it. So (laughs) teams are kind of like that. Um, The sort of number one is to be top content creators, um, and hopefully your team is good as well, but it doesn't have to be. Well,
0: that's it, right? Like, it's It's also character. Like, there's a lot of, uh, and again, like in the... you know, other sports, not necessarily even esports. like there are just people who are very personable and they have a very certain aspect of their personal brand that just bring, brings more people out to the stadium. Like yeah. you see a lot of, uh, let's just take um, major league soccer. Okay, you have a lot of these like veterans, soccer players from Europe that are way past their prime, but they're still pretty good for what it is. And they come out and they are still playing in a the league. They're still showing their skill. But really this is just to promote the sport more so then, to have the highest level of competitors on you know yeah. on the field, because nobody is expecting that uh, Jovinko at the age of 35 is going to be as good as Jovinko at the age of 25, right? It's just. It's to grow the brand and to get the people out, to get people to like the people that are in your little ecosystem so that people come back and watch the stream. So they're coming back and they're watching the tournaments. They want to engage. They want to kind of see what's happening, right? Uh, One of the streamers that I kind of got to know uh, through the streaming community just kind of watching him play is Ninja, right, when he made the switch to Mixer. People followed. People followed the streamer. They were no longer attached to the platform as much as they were attached to the streamer. They were willing to change. What the platform they use to watch somebody play video games, but also make it very interactive and engaging, and that in itself kind of really shows the power behind current esports and just streaming communities online that actually have quite a bit of weight when it comes down to you know advertising abilities and ability to really push any kind of brand as part of their little you know advertising ecosystem.
1: Yeah, I think the industry is more conducive and, and sets up for better content creators because. Like in, in traditional sports, after you retire, what do you do like you do some like car auto dealership ads and right like there's just there's not so much monetization post playing in the eSports it's the total opposite in many cases a lot of players will have a better career streaming hmm. um, so you follow these players as they compete as they play in top tournaments whatever league or game it is um, and and retirement is inevitable in an industry where Seven years is like um, sort of the max length for most players, yep. in many cases much less. And then you follow them into streaming, and you can continue, you build that connection. And like you mentioned with Ninja, so your streamer moves platforms, you follow them because you like their content. The guys that I follow, uh, most of them are on Twitch, but uh, if Dr. Disrespect moved to another platform, yeah, I would <laughs> I would watch them on another platform. Yeah, That's right. So content, right? Let's talk a little bit about the
0: content that you guys are putting out right now. Uh, I know you guys uh, had the this new uh, esports unfiltered. Yeah. So I recently watched an episode that you put yeah. on LinkedIn. Okay. It was it was it was actually very charming. And you guys talk a little bit about what's esports doing day to day.
1: Yeah, I think it, it really came out of um, I consume a lot of esports content, mm-hmm. and I kept kind of seeing the same thing where people were you know they would tell you both sides, but were afraid to to have an opinion and own it. And that really bothered me, like, have an opinion, own it. Like, don't just be, oh, this and that, and this is one way of looking at it. Like, I just felt like a lot of the content creators were too politically correct, too spineless. And so eSports Unfiltered is just me, like, not being afraid to be me, not being afraid to share my views on everything in the industry. And we're, uh, we're gonna hopefully keep up dropping uh, one video every day. That's
0: amazing. That's quite a commitment. Yeah. That's quite a commitment, but I think you have just the right team for that. Because when I was there and I just saw the amount of people that are running around and doing things, and there's just so much happening in the room, right? It really does have a very nice vibe to it.
1: Yeah, I know. We're very lucky. We had a great team. Uh, we could push out the content pretty quickly and efficiently, too.
0: Yeah. Amazing. Uh, if you guys want to check out the unfiltered, uh, the eSports Unfiltered, you can check it out on...
1: YouTube, um, Amuk Esports is the uh, channel. Is the channel, yeah. yeah. And I think obviously, whenever we talk about YouTube, you know, ring the bell, subscribe, please. <laughs> <laughs> subscribe, follow, and share. Um, so let's talk a little bit about the audience. We talked about the
0: streaming. We talked a little bit about the questions. We talked a little bit about the teams. Let's talk about the audience. Sure. So what is it like building the audience on Twitch? I never tried don't think I ever will. I don't think I'm good at anything on it when it comes down to video games, but what is it like to start a brand new channel dedicated to this as an organization and building it out and into a following?
1: Yeah, the easiest way probably is uh, if you're good at a particular game, uh, that there's not a lot of streamers uh, streaming, um, and you know, and you got a good personality, you can build it like that. Uh, our, our channel with Amook Esports, it's a really big mix. Um, we sort of leave the station on all day, and employees can come and stream whenever they want. So, uh, you know, uh, last week a couple investors who were in their 70s came in, Amazing. and uh, I did a stream. I taught them how to play Counter Strike, CS:GO. Love it. And they had never even like used the controls of a PC, so I was explaining the controls, explaining how a death match works, and aim, and zoom, and kills, and I got three 70 year olds. Each of them were able to get three kills Amazing. in a 10 minute death match. So, Not against uh, each other. yeah, I think like maybe <laughs> I'm gonna go into coaching. I'm, <laughs> I'm terrible go. at Counter-Strike, but uh, if I'm able to get people, uh, you know, team 70 to year get old. in, yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> just, collect, just collect your team out of the superstar 70 year olds that can get headshots.
1: Yeah, uh, <laughs> but yeah, our, our channel really does well with our big events. Yeah. Uh, so for example, uh, tomorrow we're doing a Rainbow Six pre-invitational, mm-hmm. um, and you know we'll have twelve teams competing. So that's something that will get probably you know some of our best viewing will come from those big tournaments, um, and we have probably five or six uh, of those a week. So that's really the events that
0: are driving the, the I guess the uh, viewership, eh?
1: For our channel, yeah, it's definitely event-driven, and it's a, it's secondary. You know, I mean, how many people are watching Twitch? You know. Like nine to five during the, like you know it's it's off peak so uh, so we do it for fun we do it to build an audience and, and show our personalities but the the real viewership comes from our evening events yeah
0: very cool very cool um, so uh, speaking a little bit about uh, the different uh, sides of this of this tournament organizing um, so all of your all of your tournaments are held at the waves gaming same facility right for right now yeah um, yeah. And then there is tournaments, is it every day right now, or is it every week?
1: Uh, So we have Monday's Strategy Night. Yep. Uh, I think we said Civilization is one of the games. uh, We could put that in. Yeah, (laughs) we could put that in. It's a good one. There's a new Civ that came out. Uh, It's more on uh, uh, Hearthstone and uh, Teamfight Tactics. Okay. We're going to add some board games and things like that. Uh, Tuesdays, we got our Sports League, where we do Mm -hmm. NHL, FIFA, and a retro game, which now is, I think... Uh, 94 is going to yeah. be the permanent fixture. Uh, every other Wednesday, fighting games like Tekken, Soul mm-hmm. Calibur, Street Fighter. Uh, Thursdays, we have Smash, which is probably one of the biggest weeklies of the of the week. Uh, Friday, we alternate with uh, Apex and Fortnite. And then weekends are some of the big tournaments. That's right. That's usually awesome. Usually a Saturday or Sunday.
0: That's like, that's like a full schedule. Of yeah. Every day <laughs> there is something going yeah. on. How do you manage all that? Like, how big is the team?
1: Uh, we're a team of 12 right now.
0: Oh, wow. that's That's a lot of... Uh, a, lot of, a lot of human capital.
1: Yeah, so. um, but what we do is some of the events we do organize ourselves, but we're definitely of the attitude that we let others organize. Mm-hmm. Um, so a great company called Incendium, uh, they organize the fighting games, uh, even Matchup Gaming organizes the Smash. So we want other people to come in and build our communities with us. We're not ones who need to you know, build out every single scene. So, of course,
0: yeah, that's, that's nice. It's nice to be able to kind of cross-promote and involve other people who are passionate about the industry, right? Like, let them come in. You have an excellent facility. Let them come in and work with you and build something together.
1: Yeah, if you said, Ben, I want to start a civilization uh, tournament, six, <laughs> five or six, no, six. Six, six, six now. Six now. Yeah, um, yeah we'd like, sure, let's you, make you, it happen. You know Your what, will, I will say will one thing. So the
0: secret is I already looked it up. So actually there is only one safe tournament that I was able to find in the world. And the reason being is because they're so goddamn long that nobody wants to do it.
1: <laughs> Each game just got longer and longer. Like, I was Civ 3, and I think... Or, oh, yeah. or, or I was Civ 4, and that's it. Like, Civ 5 was too long. I'm not even interested in Civ 6. I know what you mean.
0: It's a very time-consuming game, so, I mean, I'm sure there is some sort of a eSports market for it, but it would be a little bit boring to watch as compared to people taking headshots left and right in CSGO. <laughs> you know, like, that's a lot more dynamic, or Fortnite, or, like, even Tekken, like, you know, getting KOs every minute or so, because you're just so fast-paced.
1: It's true. There's yeah. just so much
0: more to it. Um, you touched a little bit about NHL 94, so uh, you talked to me about uh, TSN covering that earlier. <laughs> To put some, some pressure on. He gets it back. There's oh, Raf gets it back again. Oh, oh! The I know. Can
1: you believe what's happening now? Yes,
0: we've seen it the past thirty games. Unbelievable. <laughs> so today we're at Wave Z Gaming in Vaughan, Ontario, and what's happening today is the King of '94 tournament. We call that our NHL
1: '94 World Championships.
0: My thumb is so sore, guys. We might have to get uh, a medic, a band aid, something. Don't do it
1: to me. Yes. You know, this is still a real love that people have.
0: This guy hasn't stopped playing Sega Genesis for the last 18 years. <laughs> Sorry, but you're close.
1: You know, getting together to do this
0: is driven out of that that community more so than you know trying to make a profession out of being a, a
1: pro NHL ninety four gamer. Response Theo is not even real. I told you. I won a scoring title with them in a the league. Yisenbart is unstoppable. <laughs> and there's something about the game itself that resonates, that we could play it 25 plus years later, that I, I don't think will ever be matched again.
0: This is crazy. Is Rock going to win his first title? Is it going to get through? Oh, 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 King wow.
1: has won oh his first title. He is a champion. Yeah, so we did a big tournament back in the summer, uh, sort of like the world uh, NHL 94 tournament, Mm -hmm. Kings of 94, and TSN was there to cover it. Oh, amazing. Um, And they're doing a special feature during the All-Star game tomorrow. Uh, It's airing tomorrow. Wow. And we just did a little uh, teaser that we watched earlier. Um, So, yeah, it's really cool. That was back when? That was in August? Uh, July or August. July or August?
0: How many people attended that?
1: Um, like 80 or 90 people. Wow. Yeah. Wow. It was Saturday uh, uh, SNES and, and Genesis the other Were you day. allowed to partake? Because you're pretty good at that game. I did. I didn't know about it. <laughs> uh, I, You know, that was sort of before our involvement with Waves. Is that right? Uh, so I, I just came to check it out as a spectator. And then I was thinking, oh, my God, I, I want to compete next year. So I've been practicing. Um, I'm pretty good. Uh, I came runner-up in our last uh, NHL '94 tournament, and uh, I think the next one, the '94, is going to be in October, and I'm playing to win. Amazing! I'm not going to lie. Actually,
0: play with Ben last time I was at the at the arena. It is a lot of fun. Yeah, it is just (laughs) such a simple game. Two buttons here. You know, you go left and right and up and down, and uh, it's just like simple but fun. You know, as opposed to a million controls that you get with an Initial Twenty, although I still play that game too. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a
1: great game. It's a classic.
0: A little secret there. Nobody, should, nobody should not play Initial Twenty. Okay. <laughs> uh, let's talk a little about the um, uh, about the difference of what it's like playing in an arena, playing in a community, playing in the group of people that are passionate about the same game or the same thing as you are, as opposed to playing at home. I mean, sure, it's it's kind of it's kind of one of those things that I don't think. It, Unless you have tried, it's hard to understand.
1: Yeah, um, you know, with our sports league as, as an example. Yeah, like you, you know, you say, what's the point of coming out, driving all the way to waves, uh, paying ten dollars when I could just play NHL twenty at home and yeah. compete in online tournaments? Uh, but when you get there, you see the stage and to be and the production and that it's being streamed on Twitch and your friends and family can watch and the trash talking in the <laughs> chat and the casters, you know, you're playing, it. it's Constantine. <laughs> dumps the puck and chases it, scores the energy. Like, we just give people such an incredible gaming experience that they just, you would never get playing Xbox, playing NHL 20 on Xbox at home. And I think that's the secret is um, these that the professional experience for amateur and casual gamers.
0: And the other side of it, I think is this is what has not been explored enough yet, is uh, like coming out as like, Almost like, not as family, but like, you know, if you, when you come out, when, you, when I remember growing up and going to internet cafes and playing like Dota or Counter-Strike 1.5 or whatever, 1.6 with friends, the experience of sitting in a room and being able to do a little bit of trash talk and, you know, be able to see your friends sitting in line and their faces when they, you know, score a great shot or they lose or whatever, this is just such a, there's so much more bonding happening. And this is where I feel so like yeah. you know it's if, especially if you're a team that's really trying to take, let's say, eSports seriously, who is thinking of maybe entering a league, like there's something to be said about a different experience of playing in the same venue, same facility, sitting in the same line next to each other as opposed to sitting in your own basements, you know, across the city and not be able to you know see each other and react in, in, in lifetime.
1: Yeah, like when you score a goal, like it's you yeah, high time for you and like, the disappointment on your opponent, yeah. you know, and good game, you know. <laughs> like, it's, just, it's just a whole other experience, yeah. I, and, I,
0: and I can definitely vouch for that. Um, so, I have a couple last questions uh, before we get into our top three uh, things to take away uh, from the, from the uh, stream today. So, um, let's talk a little about the message. Uh, the message that Amuka Esports wants to instill as being one of the very first ones in Canada and I think it, there's no other funds in Canada doing this right now, are there? Um, no, not really. I yeah. think you guys are kind of like the, the the very first, and 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 hopefully going to be the biggest one to follow in in, in this little journey. Um, so Amuka's message, Amuka, Amuka's message to uh, people who are passionate about esports, people who are thinking of starting uh, maybe a team, people people who are thinking of maybe investing into esports. Uh,
1: our title message to them with Amuka Sports is Okay, let me unpack I'll unpack that um, We are just passionate about building gaming communities Yeah. Um, just because you can't play computer games today PC games or Xbox You know what? There's something for you somewhere uh, We're bringing back a lot of retro games We're bringing back the games that gave you great feelings growing up playing um, So, you know definitely come out and try it Try a retro game Try something And if you don't Let me teach you, you know, like when you play uh, a great uh, Fortnite for the first time and you get a couple kills, like you see the excitement. Um, That was for, yeah, so that's for the community. Uh, For sort of the investor world, um, esports is a explosive industry. Um, It has no boundaries. It has no, for the most part, it's not regulated, sort of like cannabis was. Um, And, you know, right now it's bigger than the film and music industry combined. Uh, the famous stat, I, I, I kind of feel bad even saying it, it's so cliche, but just more people did watch the League of Legends final than the Super Bowl. It is true. Um, in the next three or four years, uh, esports will surpass almost all traditional sports, uh, except for NFL football, in terms of viewership. Um, so the writing's on the wall. Netflix, in one of their last uh, earnings uh, reports, said our biggest competitor right now is really Fortnite. They're not really worried about Disney. So, wow. um Video games are taking over. They're going to take over uh, really every facet of our lives and um, get on the train now. <laughs>
0: get on the train before it's too late.
1: Yeah. Um, listen, well, this is, I think this quite well
0: kind of summarizes the new changes, the introduction of Amuka eSports, so I thank you very much for, for giving us all the information and sharing that with us. Um, as a tradition, we'd like to uh, give our audience a few more tips on somebody who is trying to enter the space that you're in. Right. So if we had maybe one, two, or three tips you wanted to throw at the audience, why don't we just go ahead and do
1: that? Yeah, sure. Number one is come out. Come out and compete. Come out to watch. Just get out there um, where, yes, we have a great gaming facility, but there's plenty of others in Toronto. So find one that's close to you that you like um, and get out there. Uh, network. Um, go to some of the business and industry events. Uh, volunteer, you know, for tournaments. Tournament organizers always need people to help. Um, and then Educate. You know, there's great, uh, I, I always love plugging The Score esports. I think it's one of the best uh, esports uh, media platforms out there. Their series is amazing. What is it again? Uh, the Score. The like, Score? The Sports. The Score, they have their own esports channel. Oh, is that right? Just hit a million subscribers on wow. YouTube. Uh, I, I really feel like most of my esports education has been watching The Score You know, over the past couple of years. Amazing. Um, and uh, you yeah, follow some of the pro scenes. You know, pick a game that you like. Uh, Call of Duty's World League it just launched this weekend. Maybe get you know, find a team you like, root for them, get behind them. You know, find a
0: team you like, find a game you like, get passionate, get into it. Right? Well, and
1: and watch. You know, I think you gotta you know watch esports. Watch is a big one uh, yeah. because
0: I think uh, when I was playing a little bit of Dota two, that's hardcore by the that way. Was I didn't know that was very hardcore. Yeah. But uh, that game, unless you watch, you don't learn. You can just f- enter the game and figure out all the hundred and something characters by sitting down and just playing every single. I mean, you could play every single one and just get good at it. But like, you just watch and you observe and you learn by watching the other people play.
1: Yeah, I still have no idea about Dota. I mean,
0: <laughs> I mean it's okay. Next time I'm, I'm yeah, in the facility, we'll we'll do it quickly. It's game. on my list
1: <laughs> for people to teach me. Like, if there weren't shoutcasters, you know, like I really wouldn't know what's going on. In the gameplay, I'm learning slowly, but yeah, it's a complicated game. Uh, Guys, um,
0: this was Ben Pfefferman of Amuka Esports. Please do make sure you come out and check out their uh, facility uh, with Waves Gaming at Keelan Steels. Uh, Very friendly guys. Uh, This phenomenal facility, great tournaments, great vibes. I might be there one of these days. You will definitely be there one of these days. So come check it out. Come hang out. Come play some games and uh, follow uh, Amuka Esports on Twitch. Because ultimately, I think this is the main platform for you guys moving
1: forward. Yeah, it's Amuka Esports TO. Is Amuka, Amuka
0: Esports TO, guys. Get on there, follow them, subscribe, share, comment, whatever, just engage. And this was your host, Konstantin Poyakov at The Pocket Broker, and we'll see you.